0: Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Filbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Filbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikus Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Filbar. Welcome to session Fartook-127. Last time we listened in, our heroes ended up splitting up in the sewers after guards discovered them. The humans Fargus, Sister Elaine, and Tonia went left, with Bolger, Cabe Silvertongue, and Lady Irena going right. In the confusion, the guards kept up the chase and eventually shot Tonia, possibly killing her. Bulger was washed away in a whirlpool of debris in one of the underground sewer tunnels, leaving only the four separated heroes. Fargus and Elaine found sanctuary in a familiar bar that hailed Fargus as a returning champion, much to the dismay of the cleric who bristled at the attention he received while attempting to hide out. We rejoin that pair in the tavern as the patrons encircle them. Okay, 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 but enough about me. How are my fine people in Phoenix doing? asked an exuberant Fargus. The group became sullen and a comely waitress sat down in the big man's lap, raising an eyebrow for the cleric. The woman told him that ever since he had left, life hadn't been the same. She explained that the city watch had come down hard on the little people and times were tough. She wiggled on his lap and she noted that he smelled like a sewer. Fargus confessed that he and the reverend sister had just escaped those bastards in the sewer, causing a mighty huzzah cheer from the crowd. The ranger downed a tankard of ale, much to the dismay of his associate, who pointed out that they needed to go. He rebuked her attempts, pointing out that they were obviously among friends and could relax. The front door creaked open and the crowd went silent as two individuals in guard tabards and hats entered the building. The waitress quickly spilled the beer onto Fargus's boots to mask the sewer scent and got up. The two thuggish guards looked around and began to examine the patrons, stating loudly that they were looking for a pair of miscreants who had just escaped the sewers. The bullies walked through the establishment, knocking over glasses and tipping food into the laps of patrons with smug attitudes. As they reached the back of the bar, they stood in front of the table chosen by Sister Elaine and Fargus. One of the guards roughly pushed the waitress to the ground before glaring at the adventurers. With hands on their hips and lording over the pair, they noted that the strangers may not realize but they were supposed to be off the street. One continued on pointing out that the inauguration of their boss Roush to Master and Commander of Phoenix was going to be tomorrow and everyone needed to watch themselves as things were going to get a lot worse. The other guard pointed at Fargus and asked him what he was doing out on the street. The ranger looked at Sister Elaine, who waved her hand at them, realizing what was about to occur. Fargus put on a sarcastic grin and pointed out, Hey, dumbass, we're inside, not out on the street, before quaffing a drink from his tankard. The enraged guard smacked the beverage out of the ranger's hand and demanded the pair stand up. The two adventurers looked at each other and slid over to the front of the table and stood up. Each matched one of the guards in height and proportion, but had to switch places to be matched up correctly. The guard in front of Fargus began to poke the ranger in the chest and berate him until the large human headbutted the guard, knocking him backwards. A swift kick to the groin was the answer from Sister Elaine, causing her match to keel over quickly. The ranger landed atop his guard and pummeled unmercifully while Sister Elaine picked up the empty tankard and smashed it over the prone guard's head. Moments later, both guards were splayed out on the floor with a low chant beginning to murmur from the patrons, Fargus, 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 until it grew into a wild frenzy. With the two guards knocked out, Fargus raised his hands, causing the chant to grow louder, while Sister Elaine looked at the two men. Thinking quickly, she called the waitress over and made sure that she was okay before the two women dragged the guards to the back room, and took their tabards and hats from them. The cleric slipped on one of the attire and moved back into the main room where Fargus was downing another pint and feeling quite happy. She tossed him the other tabard and hat, telling him to don it quickly. The waitress emerged and pointed out that the pair of guards were lashed and were not going anywhere. Fargus bowed and twirled his hat with a plum, causing the patrons to go wild. Sister Elaine stepped forward and asked what he was going on in the morning. The bartender pointed out that Paul de Pot was in town and he was going to name Lord Commander Roush to the position of Master and Commander of Phoenix making him the effective ruler. The proprietor pointed out that dark times were ahead and there was no hope now. The adventurers learned about the Pornation on when it was to happen at first light in the town square. Memories of the botched hanging quickly came to their mind and they confirmed that they knew of the place. The pair asked about the High Bishop, Dingus, and the Ginger Dwarf, but were told that those individuals were stuck in the city dungeon. The bad guards now in control of the police force and the good men and women of the force couldn't speak up or they would end up going to the Gulag as well. The stark realization of what the pair had to do was evident and they could each see it in each other's eyes. Fargus grimly pointed out that he would resolve the problem and help the people of Phoenix Garnering a solemn cheer from the patrons. Several asked if they could help, but Fargus shook his head, but was stopped by Sister Elaine, who was looking around the tavern. What's with all these nets? she inquired. The people looked up to the second level rafters and noticed netting held back old kegs. The bartender pointed out that once a month the cooper would come by and pick up the empties and deliver them to the Brewers Guild. So those are all empty? she remarked, looking around. It was confirmed and she turned back and smiled at Fargus. I have an idea. The town square sits at the base of the hill, doesn't it? Sister Elaine gathered the people around her and quickly began to explain her vision. Back in the sewers, Cabe Silvertongue and Lady Irena hugged a wall and watched as torches searched nearby chambers. Looking around quickly, the mage spied rungs in the side of the wall and tapped Cabe, pointing The pair moved silently through the sewage and climbed up into the hole. Cabe stopped and hissed out that there was cavalry above. With the torches closing in and the hoof noises stopped, he quickly pushed up the heavy grate. Looking around and seeing no horsemen, he wiggled through the gap, followed by Lady Irena, and the pair zipped across the dark street. Hiding in shadows, the two noticed no additional wiggling on the grate, and they were convinced that they had not been followed. Sighs of relief were done and then Lady Irena looked up and gasped. The pair were half a block away from the city's gulag where prisoners were kept. A huge contingent of guards were outside the tower forming up as dawn began to take over the morning sky. The two watched from their shadowy alcove and noticed the lines were called together by a lieutenant and began to march forward. Pushing against the wall, The pair attempted to avoid detection and were successful at the complement of guards headed down the street towards the town square. It looks like they emptied the gulag, hissed Lady Irena. The pair watched the troops march off, and a throat clearing was heard, followed by, What do we have here? The mage and bard whirled around to find a pair of guards and tabards had snuck up on them. We close out this episode now and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TheBardsPodcast. For everyone in Adventures of Philbar, thanks for listening.